BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It's the Neverland Podcast, episode 49, and this week we're going to talk about Heroes, Big Hero 6, and also Veterans Day. Join us. Welcome to Neverland. Take a start of the right, stay until morning. Neverland. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And now, please welcome your host for the podcast. He's the pen. I got pen sword on the pen now! Actually, I got his microphone. He's grown up. You promise never to grow old. Here age relives fond memories of the past. Yeah. His nose got real big. Well, who was back to the man? And now... Your host, Jeremy. All right, everybody, grab that pixie. Yes, the one you keep there in your pocket. Shake out some of that pixie dust so we can fly away here to Neverland one more time. Episode 49. This is, we're getting closer and closer to the one year anniversary of the Neverland podcast. I've almost been doing this for 52 episodes. One year. And I've been pretty consistent getting one every week and sometimes a few bonus episodes. It's real exciting. But that's not this week. This week, it's all about heroes. Uh, Big Hero 6 just came out this week. I've got a review of that for you. Also, a quick review of the short film Feast. And then some special content that Jesse has recorded for us from this year's Friends of the Magic, especially for Veterans Day. In fact, when he made the file, he told me specifically, this is for Veterans Day. And so this is our salute to all heroes, including the veterans. And we're just going to have a whole heck of a lot of fun. And you know what? Let's just go ahead and go with, oh, instead of me saying it, I've got something special. Has anybody heard of Rob Dellinger? Well, if you happen to be a listener of Skywalking Through Neverland, you've probably heard of Rob Dellinger before. Or perhaps if you hang around Disneyland enough, you've heard of the band Stompy Jones. Well, Rob Dellinger, he's got a website, robdellinger.com. He has made a special bumper here for the Neverland podcast, and it is fantastic. Now, you can find his website linked up at neverlandpodcast.com. But, of course, go to his website. It's Rob, and then Dellinger, spelt differently, D-E-H-L-I-N-G-E-R. But, anyways, what I was about to say 
and that I now have a bumper to say for me is simply this. To Disney and beyond! Now, isn't that awesome? I absolutely love that. But uh, I'll start using that as we go in between segments, and uh, hopefully you're all enjoyed that too, because it's it's a lot of fun. I really dig it. But that is, of course, our phrase, to Disney and beyond. So, well, heck, while I'm talking about it, let's first go to Disney by, uh, well, talking about a bit of news. But uh, we've already heard our bumper, so we'll just get straight to it. Okay, now this is something I actually just came across today. Kellogg's Cereal is having a contest to win a Disney Park trip. Now, if you go into the store, you'll see these boxes. Uh, I believe I found it on Corn Pops, Fruit Loops, uh, Crispix cereals. But uh, they'll have like a Disney storybook kind of thing at the top. And uh, inside the box, there's a code that you take to a specific website that they have listed on the box, and you enter this code for your chance to win a Disney Parks trip. Now, it seems to me, when I was kind of looking at the box, that they're aiming for perhaps a Disneyland trip, but it does say Disney Parks, so maybe you get a choice. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to try to win this myself, so I just figured I'd let you all know that, hey, you have a chance to do this. Speaking of Disneyland... They have now integrated a Fast Pass Plus system at Disneyland to reserve yourself a seat at Fantasmic. Now, this is in order to keep from people, you know, apparently people go and they'll camp out and they'll lay a blanket down or whatever and they'll have to get and sit there for hours just trying to get themselves a good seat. Well, now instead of doing that, they can simply go get a Fast Pass if they want to go to Fantasmic later and have a good seat. And so if it's on the agenda, you go get your Fast Pass and then you have a reserve spot in a, in a specific area of good seats to be able to watch Fantasmic. Now, there is still some areas if you just happen to be walking by and you say, oh, hey, look, Fantasmic's starting. Let's go find a spot and go and watch it. And there's still an area to do that. But this is to kind of help with people who are going to Disneyland and part of their plan is to definitely see Fantasmic. Now, I have not heard yet if this is going to be something you could reserve online in advance because, you know, in Walt Disney World, you can actually reserve some rides and restaurants and everything on Fast Pass on specific days. Now, I haven't heard if that has set up, though, online, like I said, for Fantasmic, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is now part of your trip planning that you could say, oh, we want to go to Fantasmic. Bing, let's go ahead and this is the day we want to go. Let's reserve us a spot. So I, I would I would don't know if it's there yet, but I would say that it's probably coming that direction. Uh, so we're getting more and more to where you definitely need to plan everything that you want to do on on your trip. And so hopefully it doesn't get to where you're planning so many things on your vacation that if it forgets to be a vacation, and you just feel like oh what well, we have to be here now and now we have to be here. Um, but either way, you're in a Disney park, so you're going to have a good time. Okay, moving slightly outside of Disney but yet still within the realm of Disney, Star Wars The Force Awakens. We have an official title for Episode 7, and filming has wrapped this week. Now, you probably probably already knew about this, unless you're living under a rock. Because uh, this news broke, and it just went everywhere, and I did actually write up a little short article at NeverlandPodcast.com in our news section, which I have uh, some cosplay photos that are popping up in there now from a, a local photographer that she kind of does a bit of, of uh, cosplay photography, and and uh, kind of creates an environment and uh, does a lot of neat tricks with it to have a Cinderella actually running down from a castle and stuff like that. And I did get to participate in one of her photo shoots for Alice in Wonderland. And I'm not sure when those photos are going to be completed, but I will be posting those ones soon. But uh, I have a new set about to post on Monday, and I just posted some on Friday. And also, of course, have a post about the new Star Wars title. So go check out NeverlandPodcast.com and go to the news section. Oh, hey, and while you're there at NeverlandPodcast.com, I have a thing there on the left where you can review the show on iTunes.
iTunes and in Stitcher and Blueberry. And I really do love it when you give those reviews, those five-star reviews. So it lets me know what you think of the show. And so I know if, if there's anything that I can do for you to help you enjoy the show better, because uh, generally whatever's going to make you enjoy it better, I'm going to enjoy it as well because I have too much fun making this show and talking about things I love to talk about and share with you. But anyway, uh, the next big piece of news that if you weren't living under a rock, you probably know or know this, but Toy Story 4. <laughs> now, personally, I thought Toy Story 3 wrapped up everything very nicely, put a nice package, and uh, we're ready for, you know, some maybe some some more shorts. Uh, I did enjoy Toy Story of Terra. Er, Terra. <laughs> Terror. It is the earthbound terror story of Toy Story. Anyway, but... Uh, We've got a Christmas one special, you know, a Christmas special coming up here very soon from Toy Story, and I'm okay with just some half-hour specials, so I don't know that I really felt the need for a Toy Story 4, uh, but they've said that this is, they've they had this idea, and they've got to want to go off in kind of a new direction and new adventures, and I suppose you really could because you have a new kid around, and some new characters were introduced, and maybe they can, of course, they'll probably have some new toys. Uh, script is being written up, and uh, John Lasseter is going to take the directioning on this, and so uh, that's I'd say that's pretty good. I usually am happy with what John Lasseter does. Um, also now, okay, we want to give some shout-outs to some people who, you know, kind of did things in social media. Uh, retweets. We have a retweet from Michael Nip. Thank you very much. for He retweeted the show link that I put up on Twitter, which, by the way, are you following us on Twitter? It is at NeverlandPCast. So make sure you're following on Twitter because I do like to interacting with you, and you can send me tweets, and I'll tweet back. I love being able to communicate with you and talk about things that we all love. Uh, and also, I love it when you retweet the show. That way, all of your friends get to find out about the show, and more people get to listen. We have more fun together. And also, hey, I, I'm going to give a shout-out to a new Twitter follower, Mike Pierce. Uh, he was he was one of the new people that shined on this week. I have a lot of other podcasts that seem to jump up and follow me, and I guess all of us podcasters, we just like to follow each other. But uh, Mike Pierce uh, seemed to be a, a name that did not seem to be associated with the podcast. He just seems to be somebody who enjoys the show. So thank you for following. And of course, he's going to have the fun time of being able to interact with me. And don't forget that on Facebook, at facebook.com slash Podcast, you can also interact there. And also, we do have a Facebook group separate from the like page that you can also get a bit more interaction. It's more of a forum type of format. But, of course, when you come to the Facebook and to the Twitter, that is where you get to have a lot of fun throughout the week. We have Marvel Mondays, we have Turtle Tuesdays, and Wayne's Wednesdays. And if you don't know what we're doing on those days, well, you need to just come by the site and see what's happening, because we're having all kinds of fun there. So, with that out of the way, let's... To Disney and Beyond! Let's talk about Big Hero 6. Okay, now, first I want to talk about the actual Marvel version of Big Hero 6. Uh, and here's the story. When the Japanese government wanted a team of state-sanctioned superheroes at their disposal, a top-secret consortium of politicians and business entities known as the Jiri was formed to recruit and train potential superhuman operatives for Big Hero 6. Despite reservations by some members of the jury, Silver Samurai, a freelance ronin and former bodyguard of the terrorist Viper, was appointed as field commander of the group. Now, to help you kind of understand this a little bit, Silver Samurai was in the uh, the Wolverine. That's what they just pretty much styled the, mo the movie. It was the Wolverine. He was the big villain there, the Silver Samurai. And Viper is actually, in the comics, the current head of Hydra. Uh, don't know if she's ever going to pop up in the uh, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series or not, but that would be pretty cool. But that gives you a basis of who some of these characters are mentioned. Anyway, uh, Secret Agent Honey Lemon 
inventor of the nanotechnology-based power purse from which she could access any object, also agreed to join the team, uh, which is pretty much similar to how they've brought her about in the movie. Uh, if you've seen it, Honey Lemon uh, does have this kind of little purse thing where she pulls these crazy balls of like weird chemical things and, and throws them. Rather fun. Um, but uh, she was not a secret agent by any, uh, any sense of the word in the movie. Uh, also, the tough-talking Gogo Tamago, able to transubstantiate, uh, there's a big word, but she's able to transubstantiate her body into a fiery force blast by uttering her code name, and she was released from prison on the condition that she serve on the team. Very, very different from the movie version, although the costume is very similar. Uh, the movie version, she's kind of doing these anti-gravity disc things, and she's like a rollerblader going around, and she's throwing the discs around. Very kind of cool. Um, and then, of course, the Machiavellian bureaucrat known only as Mr. Oshima was appointed as the jury's spokesperson and coordinated Big Hero 6's activities. Now, government scientists next identified 14-year-old boy genius Hiro Takachiho. Uh, this is a big mouthful. Hiro Takachiho. As a potential operative, unimpressed with the Silver Samurai, Hiro declined joining the team until his mother was kidnapped by the Ever Wraith, the astral embodiment of all those killed in the 1945 nuclear attacks on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Joined by Baymax, a synthetic bodyguard capable of synth forming into a dragon, which was created by Hiro using the brain engrams of his dead father, Hiro reluctantly joined forces with Big Hero 6 to prevent Ever Wraith from slaughtering millions in downtown Tokyo, and during the battle, Big Hero 6 was joined by Sunfire, Japan's premier superhero and a mutant with the ability to superheat matter into plasma, who was instrumental in Ever Wraith's defeat. Very different from the movie. Uh, Baymax is a like a medical robot in the film. Very different from being a synthetic bodyguard that trans you know he synth forms into a dragon. But they did give a like a flying ability and some wings to Baymax in the movie, so that it is still kind of inspired. Anyways, as soon after Big Hero Six was moved to their headquarters from the Jiri office building to Japan's Cool World amusement park, where they were attacked by X the Unknowable, a monster born from a child's drawings that could transform its atomic structure into any form and shape. And with the help of Alpha Flight, uh, that's a Canadian team, Wolverine used to be a part of them, but with the help of Alpha Flight, Big Hero Six destroyed X the Unknowable in the fires of Mount Fuji. And afterwards, Big Hero 6 continued to protect Japan from all threats, such as the, when the team rescued Tokyo residents from a freak blizzard caused by the Crimson Cowl, known as Justine Hammer, uh, and her Masters of Evil. Now, Justine Hammer, I'm sure that name Hammer will be familiar to you. Uh, eventually, Sunfire left Big Hero 6 that he could, so that he could work at Charles Xavier's X-Corporation office in Mumbai, India. His spot on the team was filled by Sunpire, a young woman with similar solar-based powers, who was pulled into this reality through the power purse and came to worship Honey Lemon as her own personal god. Uh, similarly, the Silver Samurai was seemingly slain in an altercation with the assassin Elektra in Iraq. I'm sure you're familiar with Elektra. Uh, she's had her own movie, part of the Daredevil mythos. Uh, she will be appearing probably in the new series. Uh, but his spot on the team was filmed by the enigmatic Ebon Samurai. With the two most experienced members of Big Hero 6 gone, Hero became the team's new leader. 
the members of Big Hero 6 fell victim to a mind-control device implanted within Baymax. Uh, traveling to Canada, the mind-controlled superheroes attacked a new incarnation of Alpha Flight at a national park. After a brief battle, the mind-control device was short-circuited and the two teams parted as friends. Big Hero 6 returned to Japan to seek out the parties responsible for their mind control. And Big Hero 6 helped Alpha Flight protect the time stream. Okay, now, you're probably all by this time also familiar with Civil War, because after all, the new Captain America is going to be based around the Civil War storyline. Well, after the superhero and, uh, superhuman Civil War, instead of forcing heroes to join the Japan Defense Agency, Japan government preferred to establish a voluntary public partnership, the Big Hero 6, including Red Ronin and Otomo. Uh, Baymax and Hero joined the new Big Hero 6 with new members Wasabi, No Ginger, and Fred. Uh, which I'm sure their versions in the comics is very different from the <laughs> versions you'll see in the movie as well. Uh, together they battle Brute, Gunsmith, and Whiplash. You're familiar with Whiplash from Iron Man 2. Uh, they working together, they battle Badgall. I'm not sure who that is. Ends of the Earth. Now this is this is a, a little bit more recent. Uh, Spider-Man rallied many of Earth's heroes, including the Big Hero Six, to help stop the construction of Doctor Octopus satellites, which the villain would have used to accelerate global warming. Big Hero Six found one of the facilities and discovered that it was being guarded by Everwraith. Despite a tough battle, Big Hero Six finally ended up victorious. Uh, yeah, so in, in the Marvel comics, it's very very different than what you are presented with in the movie, and. Uh, I think most of their uh, their comics are actually print, printed over in Marvel Japan because uh, they do have manga editions. They have, have an alternate version of Spider-Man, and I actually think I have that Ends of the Earth, that comic with Spider-Man. I believe I have that with the Big Hero 6 characters in there. Uh, but it's it's yeah. If you were to read the comics, and I'm sure they'll they'll start bringing some comics in there and kind of maybe supporting this a little bit. It's possible, uh, although this was not a Marvel Studios film. You know, they 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 probably will find the ability to sell some more Big Hero Six items uh, as it comes around now with the the film, which apparently is doing quite well. Okay, but that of course is Big Hero Six, the comic book, and I'm sure you are really wanting to know about Big Hero Six, the movie. This is the first test of my robotics project. Stop, 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 stop. The seventh test. This is Tadashi, my older brother. 33rd test. Wait, 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 stop. This is the 84th test. Hello, I am Baymax. It worked! Oh, this is amazing! You wanted to help a lot of people. People keep saying Tadashi's not really gone. As long as we remember him. Hello, I am Baymax. Tadashi programmed me to heal the sick and injured. You will be alright. There, there. I would like to help. Scan complete. You are experiencing mood swings. Diagnosis? Puberty. Whoa, what? It's like spooning a warm marshmallow. Uh. Reports are flooding in about a major go. catastrophe. We're under attack from a super villain, people! Come on, go, 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 go! I am not fast. Yeah, no kidding! So a man in a kabuki mask attacked you in balloon man. We gotta catch him! We can't go against that guy! We're nerds! Trust me, I know about robotics. We can be way more. Anybody else's suit riding up on him? Come on! Kick it down! 
and punch it. Why is Baymax wearing carbon fiber underpants? This may undermine my non-threatening, huggable design. He's glorious. On top of the world! I wasn't terrified of heights. I'd probably love this, but I'm terrified of heights, so I don't love it. What's wrong with you? Low battery. Harry, baby. That was amazing. You gave me a heart attack. Clear. Stop, stop, stop. It's just an expression. What do you say, buddy? We. Okay, let's get you back in your luggage. Okay, so we have just come out of the theater from seeing Big Hero 6. And it was, well, the short answer was it was good. You liked it, right? Yeah, it was cute. Yes, okay, so, you know, and of course, anyone who doesn't recognize, that's there's Pixie Heather in here, too. Hello. Hello, frequently going to movies with me. So... So we just came out of Big Hero 6, and this is based lightly off a of Marvel property. Uh, by the time you hear this, I will have gone through and talked about the actual Marvel property of Big Hero 6. Uh, but So this was kind of an original. It's kind of its own idea, and it was not in any fashion made for Marvel Studios. That being said, like any Marvel Studios film, or even like Frozen, stay till after the credits. It's very important. We saw a lot of people get up and, get, and leave there at the credits. There were a few that I think kind of saw some people staying and... And we're like, hmm, we'll just stay and see what's going on. And, and I think they were glad they did because I saw the kids come running back in to be like, oh, well, this happened and this happened and this happened. And yeah. Okay, so the movie itself, uh, it's, it, you know, you, it kind of presented itself like it was going to be a superhero action adventure, and it sort of was, but it had a different heart to it. This was not, you know, this grand big villain with nefarious schemes that was like this huge world-saving kind of thing. Uh, it, it wasn't really a big, the plot was not this dip, big deep plot, but what this movie had was a lot of heart and actually kind of a good message to it. This de deals with, uh, you know, dealing with you with grief and, uh, you know, and revenge uh, and how revenge can, well, I don't want to give away anything because well, I don't like, want to tell the plot. It's like health on, because Baymax is, you know, originally designed for health, to help people. And that's, that's kind of like the key of the whole thing is that he's trying to help people and, and, you know, one person in particular, a hero. And so, I mean, that's what the plot revolves around. Yeah, you have the superhero stuff that's going on, but the heart of the thing is, you know, getting hero back and healthy. And, and I mean, I guess that's as far as really yeah. we can talk about it. Yeah, because so. there's, there's, there's more than physical health, there's also emotional health. Yes. And Baymax really is the heart of the movie, and you're going to absolutely love Baymax. Everything he does is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, especially the the vocal tone of is going to mean a lot to you after you see this. Yep. And you're going to want it for a ringtone. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. well, it's cute. It's it is, cute. It was very, very cute, and I see the sales of plush Baymaxes going through the roof. They need to make squishy ones. Yes. Uh, I don't want to give away too much of the details other than this is uh, deals with, of course, Hero, who's this boy genius who has an older brother who was also a genius and everything, and you get to see a lot about their relationship and how he kind of looked up to his brother, and uh, th something happens that has uh, now left him with Baymax. Uh, so it's, it's very nice you know, how the characters kind of interact, and then, of course, all the other characters, the supporting cast, they're all kind of unique in their own way. They definitely have their own 
style. You know, one style, like uh, like a, like one member of team that they have their major personality trait that uh, they're that's going to define pretty much most they do. They weren't super deep defined characters, but they were de they they had just enough to them to make them fun and interesting. Uh, and of course, there's a kind of a creepy looking villain who has kind of some cool abilities, which if I explained it would actually spoil something. So. <laughs> Basically, I don't know if this is going to uh, end the Frozen Frenzy or take over from the Frozen Frenzy or anything like that, but uh, it is a very good movie, and it's definitely worth seeing. It's definitely worth, maybe, if you like the toys, you know, go buy some toys, and you're probably going to want to buy this and watch it again, and heck, you might even want to go to the theater and watch it again. Oh. So, but um, I will go ahead and add to the warning to bring tissues, because you will need it. I just was wanting to make the comment about the style of it. Now, I like, you know, anime and manga, and there's just a little a little touch of anime as far as, like, some of the, the cutesy things, and, of course, this is San Fran Tokyo, so there is a little bit of that, and the robots and stuff, which is very anime-like. If you are a science nerd, you will kind of like it, because this is kind of a go science nerds, woo, so that, yeah. that made me very happy. But these aren't typical, like, science nerds. This isn't, like, the cast of Big Bang Theory. They're no, all... no, 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 it's not. Yeah, even though one of the main characters is is ghost science, he loves science, but he's not really good at science. Yeah, there's there's kind of a character. He's really he likes science, but he doesn't participate in yeah. the science. He likes all the cool stuff. He's more science fiction yes. than science itself. Yeah, and uh, I I think we, you get his real name at some point, but he's just he's the monster. It's it's hard to even catch even because Fred. Fred, yeah, okay. His name's Fred. But didn't he have an odd name too? Because he's the one I guess that names everybody Nicknames else. Names everybody, yeah. So you pretty much just get everybody's nickname because you had Wasabi, who was mm -hmm. uh, he's kind of this big looking guy, but he's also the uh, ah, OCD. Panicky. He's OCD. He's a bit OCD and a little bit panicky. Which is you don't expect because you think he's going to be the muscle of everything, and then there's Gogo, who is her her basic personality trait is very very feminist because her her well but her her catchphrase was woman up. Mm -hmm. She says it like two or three times. That's her catchphrase. So she's kind of the pro I'm girl power. Mm -hmm. uh, then you had Honey Lemon, who was just just this cutesy character. She was mm -hmm. fun, and she threw like the little balls of chemicals that she'd pop out of a little purse. So she's she's someone who just didn't seem like scientists. Well, none of them really seem like they're scientists and everything, but it was a fun character. Oh, no, I've met, I, I've been going through my science classes, I have met two or three girls that they are the cute, pretty girl, but they are like killer in science, and yeah. so that is realistic.
Mr. Will Return after these messages. C-3PO. Loki. Mace Windu. Dr. Bruce Banner. Captain Rex. Venom. Princess Leia. Jean Grey. Darth Maul. Nick Fury. Grand Moff Tarkin. Captain America. Lando Calrissian. Cyclops. What do all these characters have in common? Well, two of them were played by Samuel L. Jackson. A couple of them were played by Hammer Films veterans Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Come on, guys. You know this. Well, of course we do, Jessica. Just like Mickey Mouse and Captain Jack Sparrow, they're all now Disney characters. Hello, I'm Tracy of the Disney Indiana Podcast, and my co-host Scott and I enjoy talking about all aspects of the House of Mouse, and that includes their newest properties, Marvel and LucasArts. We also talk about Disney resorts, the cruise line, theme parks, and whatever else Mickey has to offer. Which includes movies, imagineering, video games, and collectibles. You'll never know what we'll decide to talk about. So check us out at www.disneyindiana.com or do a search for the Disney Indiana Podcast on iTunes. Because now we've got a lot more to talk about. And don't forget about those other quote-unquote Disney characters like, well, Sully. Fozzie Bear. Buzz Lightyear. Link Hogthrob. Doug. Janice. Merida. Pepe. Bruce. Ralph the Dog. Wally. Dr. The Disney Bunsen Indiana Podcast. Even after five years, we're still miles away from the nearest Main Street, USA. We're not listed on the map, but you can join us at www.disneyindiana.com. I'm in. Now back to the program. Okay, welcome to Friends of the Magic 2014 with Lost Boy and Jesse. Uh, we're here for the flag retreat as our special for Veterans Day. But while we're standing out here in Disneyland, I'm going to throw out a quick review for Feast, which is the short and friend of Big Hero 6. And let's just say it's kind of the trend now with between Paper Man and Blue Umbrella. You've seen a similar story, but this is pretty much told from a dog's perspective and a dog's focus being around food. This was absolutely adorable. Uh, the story will seem a bit familiar in a lot of ways, but it's definitely worth making sure you show up on time at the theater to see Feast, because you're going to absolutely love it. It was so cute. Unless you absolutely hate dogs, then, well, <laughs> you're just out of luck. But uh, let's join Jesse out here. Uh, I see him over there. Hey, Jesse!
of the rising of the new dawn. Let us observe the retiring of the colors. and join us in the singing of our national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner.
Okay, well, a big thanks to Lost Boy Jesse for recording that audio to be able to share it with us today. That was fantastic. I love it. Uh, Also, a big thank you to you for downloading and listening once again to the Neverland Podcast. And I'd like to remind you also to keep your pixie in your pocket, which means to keep that good attitude with you all the time. That way you can spread a little bit of that pixie dust and magic to somebody else. You know, somebody else may be feeling down around you. You know, sometimes just... You know, just being there is enough. Sometimes if somebody's grieving over something and you don't know what to say, sometimes just being there is enough. So there are lots of ways to spread pixie dust, and I challenge you this week to find a way to spread a little pixie dust. And then come back next week when Jesse will sit down with Jeff and Colleen Roney of the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. So if you're a fan of Once Upon a Time, you've got to come back next week to hear all about Once Upon a Time. But until next week, God bless. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Blueberry. We love to hear from you on Twitter.com slash NeverlandPcast and Facebook.com slash NeverlandPodcast. Leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492 and send email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. Join us next week and we'll once again go to Disney and beyond. The Neverland Podcast is copyright Blue Band Productions and all original content belongs to the same. Other content is copyright of their respective creators and is used under Creative Commons license. Good night, Neverland! What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20.